0: episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I'm Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts. I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I specialize in minority rhetorics and digital humanities, uh, with my current focus being on uh, new media studies, specifically video games. And I'm joined tonight by my two co-hosts alex and sarah
1: hello i'm alex i am a co-host on this podcast and i am a phd student in rhetoric and composition at purdue studying games and new media
2: and things of that nature drinking beer um and I am Sarah White, and I am. Who never
0: drinks. Sarah. No,
2: I am as sober as a church mouse. And, uh, whatever that means.
0: But anyway, um. I mix your metaphors a little bit, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, what the
2: hell does that mean? Listen, you know. Uh, but I am up here at Purdue North Central, and, um, also a co host. And I teach, uh, creative writing, composition, and pretty much whatever else they let me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about all I know about myself, really. And I have two cats. Well, that's exciting. That okay. <laughs> yeah, is exciting. And I watch a lot of Netflix. I mean, um... do you
1: usually watch movies or shows?
2: Oh, movies. Movies, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so well, I guess we'll start tonight with the usual, what you've been, you been playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um. That's always the exciting part of the show. It um really we'll start this week with what you've been playing um and uh <clears throat> i usually go first but how about let's switch it up a little bit this week just to throw alex laying off uh, oh no just...
1: <laughs> i don't like anything about this yes <laughs>
0: yes and i uh, and ask alex what she's been playing This well, week. i don't like change oh change no bad.
1: I should have written down everything that I've been playing. Not that I was playing while I was studying for prelims. No, oh, no, yeah. Um, but prelims are over now. Um, I have been playing. Let me go to my Steam library here to jog my memory. Rune Spell Overture, hmm. which uh, which was pretty, which was pretty terrible. I got really excited because the intro, like the uh, the the cinema cinematography at the beginning, was beautiful. I was making an I Show You video for our uh, indie. Uh, game video coming up on NYMG, and uh, it was really cool and had great music. And it's really stupid and boring. Mm. You like? Well, I guess I can let Sam talk about it if you want. But it's it's it sucks. I'll let you. I'll let you explain it if you would like. Sam, I who's not responding.
0: Okay. What else? <laughs> you, no, I'm
1: responding. What else you been playing? <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Civ 5 still. Um, I played uh, Trauma. I wonder if I should save that for the Indie Game of the Week. Yes. Okay. If we'll that's my Indie Game of the Week, yes. That can be my Indie Game of the Week.
2: Yes,
1: yes. And um, I got uh, Bastion. I played some Bastion, which was really fun. I liked it a lot. And the music is freaking incredible.
0: Mm. Oh, you um, got it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. It's uh, I, I, I play. Yeah, I played a good chunk of the demo, and I, I didn't think I was going to dig it very much, because it's just kind of... Not really my style of game that I usually play, and it was really, really fun. Um, so let's see, I played that. I played uh, the Catan, the XBL Catan mm-hmm. version, um, which is definitely multiplayer. So um, I just downloaded the demo, but if you want to play Sam or Sarah or anybody, mm-hmm. yeah. then I will download the full version. Um, I feel like I'm missing a big one. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty the last mm-hmm. few nights. They had a. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I know <laughs> <laughs> they had a, a Nuketown 24/7 weekend, so I rocked some of that out, and uh, I think that's it.
2: Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> uh, passing that potato. Um, well, I wa- watched Cowboys and Aliens, and I was inspired by the Old West to return to my Red Dead Redemption, because I felt as if Hollywood was taking a cue, actually. You know, because that is a really, you know, high-selling game, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if they're trying to, you know, kind of tickle the cacti there, and you know, and kind of, you know, tie in. So, anyway, I know, I returned. I'm still playing through, and um, I uh, I I don't know why, okay? I don't know why. But my Internet cut out, and so... I was looking on my computer, whatever, and I found these games that I could play. And then once again, once again, I became a, a slave to these hidden object games that are on my computer. And, I mean, it's for hours. I don't know if it's because they're so mindless or if I'm trying to prove something. No idea. So I'm still in the throes of hidden object games. I, and I don't, I like I said, I, I really can't explain it. And then I also um, did play uh, Angry Birds uh, quite a bit too. I played that Into the Night once uh, this week, and um, through my Google Chrome because it's a fr- it's free, and um, so yeah, Red Dead Redemption, Hidden Object Games, God Save Me, and then I, I played uh, Angry Birds. So nothing too exciting or new and fresh, but you know I'm looking at Steam here right now and looking at what I might decide to play next. So Samantha. Well, sometimes it's fun to go back to old games, I enjoy doing that. Well, it is, and I don't know what it is about these hidden object games. I'm, like, obsessed. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about... uh, I almost popped Assassin's Creed 2 in last night. Hmm. Ooh. Um, I know. But I didn't. I said (laughs) I started playing some Bastion. Um, I've been playing Bastion, and I'm looking for the perfect weapon skill combination mm-hmm. um to make it through this level that I'm that I get like all the way to the end of and then get killed at the very end every time mm-hmm. um well simply cuz I, I I don't I only make it to the end with that one life so I'm looking for the perfect combination mm-hmm. um so I, this week I played Bastion um and I love it and since they did finally release the original soundtrack um, not only can you buy it for ten bucks, you can order a um, a CD for fifteen, or they they've even got nice. it set up that you can stream the entire soundtrack online. Oh, nice! People so, were just
1: clamoring for that soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah, great,
0: yeah. And you, I, hope, you, I hope people actually it. bought it because it's great. Um, and so I've been listening to the soundtrack as well. I was listening to the soundtrack while I was uh, while I was writing this week. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't been doing a lot of gameplay in this uh this last couple of weeks cuz I've been doing a lot of work. Ugh. um mm. but I've been well, I was writing to it. the soundtrack, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um I was writing to the soundtrack from Bastion. Um I've also I also played Rune Spell Overture. Um and I was terribly unimpressed with it as well. I think Because to me, it was a bad knockoff of Puzzle Quest. Mm. Do you remember Puzzle Quest? It's kind of like a. Mm -mm. It's kind of like the same kind of game where you. You'd like get hit points against your enemy by playing a bejeweled type game, but to me, mm. oh, bejeweled okay. is is much more of an engaging. You know, the color match games or shape match games are much more engaging to me than poker right. is. Because Spell Overture, you play po- you play poker hands against mm. your opponent, and whoever gets the best poker hand gets the uh, gets the points. And so it's kind of a cross between poker and solitaire. Let me say that because you make. You have a a solitaire-type setup, and then you make poker hands on each of the stacks. And Then Um, you can, like,
1: hit people with your stack.
0: Yeah, you can hit people with your stack and, yeah. Hit
1: people? Yeah, and so, like, if your stack is a flush and it's worth eight points, then you can, like, stab your enemy with it. It's just ridiculous. And they they
0: take eight points of damage.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's weird, kind of. Okay. See, and I'm not, I've never been a huge poker fan, so it just didn't speak to me. I guess like Puzzle Quest, I remember I was playing. I played Puzzle Quest. I think I played it on the DS for a really long time. It was one of my. I'm gonna play this until I go to bed. Games. Mm. Um, and I played a little bit on on the Xbox when it came out on XBLA. Um, but yeah, but uh, Spell Overture didn't do it for me. It was a bad knockoff. Um, and the 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 narrative, the narratives are always cheesy, but the narrative was especially cheesy. Uh, it made yeah, no sense fun. whatsoever. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate
1: because like the artwork and I think the sound are are, are, are good. But oh yeah,
0: I would agree with pretty. that. I would agree with mm-hmm. that. it's just the gameplay mm-hmm. just was not there, and the and the narrative wasn't there that's right the, if the writing sucks you know and i don't think that's just because we're english folk but just because we enjoy <sighs> you know. good writing in games
2: well and then that's what we talked about i mean we've talked about it forever but like how do you balance the two right i mean you know you have only so many options with gameplay and then you have to want a complex narrative you know what i mean like it, it's it hmm. is that tension between the two i think often it'll make or break a game that's right mm-hmm.
0: excuse me <laughs> Excuse the ice in my glass. Um, what are you
1: drinking over there? You're not <laughs> there
0: yet. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I also played. I'm still playing <laughs> Cityville Hometown on my phone. Um, and I got really upset, and I was going. I was telling myself I was going to just like quit and stop playing the damn game so much, because mm-hmm. for a while, every time I every time I tried to open it, it crashed. So for like three days, I, I didn't play. The... And I'm like, I'm just not going to play anymore. And then um, I was I was uh, moving, taking some old games that I haven't played in for like forever off my phone. Because uh, I was putting some new stuff on there. And uh, I went ahead and deleted it and reinstalled it. And of course, it worked then. So yeah, I'm back to playing Cityville hometown now on my Did phone. Did you lose all your stuff? No, it actually didn't. It saved it because it's connected to my Facebook account. Mm. Oh, that's nice. So nice. it actually, oh, I was, and that's what I told myself. I was like, if I lose all my stuff and I've been playing this game for like weeks, I'm not going back. I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. Um, and when I first opened it up, like only half my stuff was there. But then the little thing that said loading assets popped up and all my stuff came back. So I felt better about it. Okay. Oh, um, so yeah, I'm still playing um, Cityville Hometown. And I actually got a new neighbor um, from my from uh, From Facebook, um, who's your neighbor? That I went to high school with. Hmm? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so nah. <laughs> but I still want more neighbors. So, if you need a neighbor for Cityville Hometown, or you want to play Cityville Hometown, and you're not already my Facebook friend, add me. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting a Cityville shout out, huh? I know. I'm pimping myself out. out for Facebook friends for <laughs> Cityville. <laughs> And I never do that. I never. I don't add people that I don't actually know. That's, That's
1: a lie. You are we friends with my mother.
0: <laughs> okay, I am friends with your mother because of games too. That's horrible. <laughs> See, your I'm sir, going down. I I'm hear going like down Sam slippery and my slope. mom
1: both both are always oh, mad because they don't have enough friends to expand their town. So I hacked into my mom's Facebook and made them friends. So now they play all the
0: games. <laughs> I know we play Facebook get <laughs> games nuts. together. We're playing like Hanging with Friends and Where Is with Friends together. Awesome. I'm gonna add her on Steam next. <clears throat>
1: awesome. Yeah, you should actually. She plays all the time on Steam. She's a big sieve head.
2: <laughs> well, have either of you guys played uh, Dracula Origin? Uh huh. Well, I'm teaching my vampire class this fall, and I've been tickling this game ever since we did the, you know, what well, we're going to talk about indie. Games. So I saw that this was was one, and I was like, well damn this is exactly i mean it has religion in it it has my dracula in it you know with vampires anyway i'm looking still on steam i am i am participating but i i was like i think i might have to buy this thing interesting well you could that can be your indie game of the week next week Could be yeah all right i'm on it <laughs> i'm, I'm on it like good. sarah white on rice Oh, God. I, I can't be- say that. that
1: joke again. Like, sometimes you throw those stupid jokes out there with people you know, and then they can, like, tell you <laughs> if it's bad. And then usually you don't go repeat it. <laughs> oh, I do. I
0: say it all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's like, I don't care how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: 37. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, life is like passing me by. I'm over.
1: <laughs> I mean, you might as well take that 10 years of life off and...
2: That's right. Get back to my and go wife down here. Go weight. That's right. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, that's was a segue. But anyway. uh, FYI, that was for, for we're not crazy folks. That was some strange <laughs> study that came out yeah. um, that uh, said that that women, some that uh, the they said women were willing to a good number of women were willing to uh, give up ten years of their life to be their goal weight.
2: Mm-hmm. And this uh, has been several years ago, but yeah, this was a study that they did that uh, I remember talking about it in my classes. And, you know, and they, what did my students think about would they do the same thing? And, and you know, it, some of them said yes, you know, but interesting, I think, nonetheless. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, folks, what you've been reading? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm
1: um i haven't uh haven't been reading really anything interesting i ordered um a really cool book that i'm going to be reading um for a class i'm taking this fall um but it is called cyber dang it it's Cyber. day nothing, nothing is coming next it's a it's a cyber feminism book dang it mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go run into my office real quick and grab it but uh I'm very excited to read that. Um, but I haven't really been doing any interesting reading lately. I'm sort of embarrassed.
0: Sorry. You've been a little busy.
1: I, uh, yeah. So the last week I've been doing my prelims. I had my 24 hour exam and I just finished my week long exam. Uh, It was technically due this morning, but I finished it last night. Um,
2: overachiever. Yeah. I, I just, I like to
1: beat people at things. So, um, so yeah, so I've been uh, I've been really busy with that, so I haven't really been doing any reading. So sorry, sorry everybody. Yeah, you um, I is. do have a book that I want though. Can I do? Can I say that? Oh so yeah. I'll probably order it. It is called. Oh, hold on, I put the post up here. Um, Two hundred and fifty indie games you must play. Hmm. It's called and I and I read actually a few really good reviews on it. So I'm. It's twenty bucks, but I think I'm gonna get it. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not too horrible. So, yeah
0: that's, yeah, that's all me. Hmm. Anyone else? Um, mm-hmm. Well, I can say what mm-hmm. I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Let me just start by saying this. And, uh, and we've talked about this game before, and we've talked about how horrible it is. I am really suspecting that at some point I am going to play, <laughs> even if I do not purchase, Dead Island.
2: Um mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I'll probably and I say per play if not purchase because I'll probably die a lot, especially if I have to like kill my own kid in the game. Mm. Well, she
2: falls out a window. She falls out a window.
0: And well, the trailer kind of she... throws her out. Uh, she's, she's on his, on his back. back. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, see, I wouldn't even be able to do that. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what happens with that. But I've been really interested in. Um and I'm not usually and haven't been for a long time since the Resident Evil games were still really good. And that's been a while for me. Hmm. Um, I haven't been really big in the zombies. Um I didn't play the Left For Deads. Um, I didn't play the zombie modes in the in the Call of Duties. Um I just Aww. haven't been I didn't I know, it's horrible. Um, But I don't know. This one is kind of interesting. I think it's interesting for a number of different reasons, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, And then um, one of my Facebook friends, who's also a graduate student at Purdue, mentioned um, that she was reading um, a a book called Feed by Mira Grant Mm -hmm. um, about zombies. um, and, And... and it sounded, the way she described it, she said that, you know, I probably shouldn't be sitting by a window looking down a deserted street reading a book about zombies <laughs> uh, when she was home That's by right. herself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so that sounds pretty freaking scary. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Um, so I, without downloading the sample chapter, um, went ahead and bought the book and started to read it. <laughs> well, because Patty's made good suggestions before yeah, um, yeah. and it's not that it's not a good book um it's just it's not really about zombies hmm. huh. I mean, there's zombies in it, but they're more kind of tangential. It's actually a lot about media culture and mm. um and journalism is what hmm. it's about
2: oh feed like, feed working on the several levels i see yeah
0: um because the 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 two kids who are the protagonists. Um, in the book are actually kind of bloggers um, who go out and, you know, are doing their news stories about um, about the, the coming zombie apocalypse. Hmm. Um, that being said, the book gave me nightmares. <laughs> and the nightmares nice. that I had were actually about zombies, but they were much scarier than the book ever was. <laughs> Filling in the gaps. I know that's what happens when you. That's when you happen. That's what happens when you leave your you know the imagination open to to do such crazy things. Is it makes it what what you think it should be in the first place? <laughs> um, so I've I've been reading that, um, and I've just been reading that at night. So I haven't been doing a lot of reading during the day because um, orientation for new um, TAs incoming graduate students starts next week, and since mm. I'm in charge of that. Um, and I'm currently without a secretary. I've been Oops. doing a whole crap load of work, um, along with my assist- along with my assistants. Um, so I haven't had a lot of time for reading, um, during mm-hmm. the, I haven't had a lot of time for reading during the week, but I did finish an article this week. So I feel, I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that you posted it on Facebook. Yeah. It wasn't about games or anything. Interesting. A much anticipated
1: oh. article.
2: Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, well, well, geez, if we can say what we've been reading in math. I mean, I haven't been reading things that necessarily pertain to games either. I mean, I did read the news articles, of course, um, and kept up in that way. But um, I'm, my interests, of course, have been focused, like I said, to vampires. And I've been reading a really great book by uh, an author uh, publishing through National Geographic, which I didn't know they had a... A publishing uh, house or branch, but anyway, it's called Vampire Forensics. And now that you mentioned v- uh, zombies and everything else, um, it's an interesting peek into perhaps how these various lores, folklores, um, came about. So yeah, my attention's been there. Of course, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. And all that, but uh, it, it, to, to get back to the gaming aspect of it. I mean, like you said, it's kind of uh, you know, my interest in this Dracula Origins, uh, and also I would be, yeah, very interested to play um, Dead Island. Um, of course, we both wrote kind of I don't know, not opposing per se, but you know, articles that dealt with you know, kids and games. Um, I probably wouldn't. Mind throwing my kid out a window, but I also don't have a kid, you know, um, so I can understand that tension. But uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just, I mean, if I had to throw my cat out a window, it's different. Um, uh, oh, I liked the candor with that. That's totally well, I, that's I'm, pretty bad. I, I, I'm throwing. I mean, I I mean it's it's honest. I don't have children, and and I think if I were a mother, my in a lot of my approaches to games would be significantly different. But as as someone without children, I, I mean, um, I would approach it the same as, as any game. But I understand when there becomes a certain kind of attachment to certain aspects. Um, but, yeah, I was looking at Dead Island on Steam there just a few minutes ago. And it's still 50 bucks. If it came down a little, <laughs> I'll probably play it. But right now it's a little rich for my blood, shall we say. So, anyway.
0: That's what I was reading. Cool. And then the uh, most fun part of this segment is what you've been drinking, or what are you drinking. You know what Alex is doing. I've been (laughs) drinking.
1: Well, you've been thinking. Isn't that a song? No, but it should be. I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord, I
2: don't
1: know. I'm going to think about it. I'll, I'll get it by the end of the episode. Also, the book that I was reading, or I'm going to read... Is called Domain Errors Cyber Feminist Practices by Maria Fernandez, which I am very excited about. So Mm. I am drinking People's Mound Builder IPA, and I have been since about for, I haven't been drinking that whole time. I've done a lot of biking and uh, donut eating, but (laughs) um, yeah, that's what I am drinking. It's delicious.
0: Nice.
2: Awesome. Should I have said more? That was kind of short. I, uh, how much do you want to say about your alcoholism?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, oh, you a bit uh, alcoholic consumption in general there. Uh,
1: uh, Sarah White.
2: <laughs> well, I can't lie. I, I am having uh, lemonade again, infused with. Happy juice, otherwise known as vodka. And um nice. Really yeah, that's that's all I've been, been drinking. So what are you doing, Samantha?
0: I guess we're about on the same boat. I'm j I'm finishing out this bottle of um Firefly Lemon <laughs> Iced tea. <laughs> flavored vodka. Um that I bought and didn't like as much as the original. So I like shoved it at the back of the uh, shoved it at the back of the liquor cabinet and then when I ran out of the other one and hadn't been to the store I pulled it back out Um, <laughs> um so I've been drinking that mixed with the uh, lemonade um, this evening and that's why there's ice in my glass cause just like real iced tea it must have ice ah I know it's good. the weather's going to turn soon and I'm going to have to find another drink and I don't know what it's going to be yet. Mm. I
1: think, that's a good fall drink. That's a good question.
0: Oh, that is a good Jeremy
1: had a apple white Russian pie. this morning. That sounds oh. kind of
2: yummy. I was going to say apple pie is pretty good.
0: Yeah, um, apple, I drink
1: apple pie out of a gas can once.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, that's classy. <laughs> that's,
1: that's the Minnesota way. Wow. There's actually, I think I took it off of Facebook. That there is a picture of me floating around somewhere in the universe, drinking out of a gas can, and what is in that gas can is apple
2: pie.
0: What uh, the hell is apple pie? You never had apple pies, Miranda? No, it just
2: sounds crazy. Oh my lord. Well, the way that my uh, partner makes it is, uh, we have we get ever clear. Okay. Uh the cinna- first ingredient
1: is correct. It's <laughs> consistent with my apple pie. Okay. okay. And then
2: you get uh, cinnamon sticks. And you get um well, I'm already running out. What what else do you get, uh, Alex? Well, something with apple. Some- okay. It must be a sh- it must be a like a apple sh- cider. Like a sh- yeah, yeah, apple cider, that's right. You get apple cider. Usually we go to a an orchard for it. And um I think something else to make it really High proof. I can't
0: remember what else you put in. Well, the Everclear is going to make it high. Is going to make oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy <laughs> strong.
2: That's true. But there's some. I think there's something else that goes in. But I don't. I, remember. I don't remember. I
1: didn't ask questions.
2: Yeah. There's. You know, I have I a think, recipe though.
0: I don't think I've had Everclear in. I I used to drink it when I was an undergrad. I'm not going to hold you up. Everclear fruit punch. Um.
1: Do I still sound demonic? No. Oh, well, Sarah and I could go on talking about booze all day, so take your time there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can talk about booze all day. So do you drink red wine or white wine? Oh, both. Oh. Uh, but I, pr- I usually like a good Chardonnay, mm-hmm. sometimes a Pinot Grigio. Uh, and then I will like a good Marlot or a good uh, Cabernet, Sauvignon. Uh, but I also do like... Um, Malbec.
1: It's, called, it's a S- Savinian. It's oh, enough. Savinian.
2: And I also like uh, Malbec. There's, You can get some really Malbec's good Malbec. Great. Oh, Isn't it? Yeah, but you got to pay for it if you want a good one.
1: I think Malbec and Moscato are the two next wines that are going to take the world.
2: I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Well, and I read uh, an article. This is not this is games, maybe tangentially, but um, that to appeal to the younger generations, they were um, trying to find A lot of the labels are real, like, snazzy, you know, like they didn't used to be. They're really trying to appeal to younger people to see if they can get a sip in the wine. um, Um, Well, we can do some news while we're waiting for Sam. Well, absolutely. Um, Well, and I can bust some news out. I saw an article uh, that was talking about how um, they're, they're coming out with Angry Birds 2. And that it's they're predicting that it will be the largest selling game in history. Um certainly like you said Angry Birds is on the phone. You know, if Netflix or not, not Netflix, well Netflix and um the red boxes, if they're starting to offer games, you know, how is that being computed? I don't know. Um,
1: well also, uh this is another piece of news. Gamefly is um going to start doing digital descriptions on the PC. Hmm. So um, that will be interesting. You can rent games
2: on, on your, on your. Oh, see, I do that already with Amazon. I'll rent movies on on Amazon. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know. Um, this might be. You oh, sound you
2: sound great. We're good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we'll we'll hope I don't turn demonic again. I was just gonna say <laughs> I wanted to chime in about about games yeah I know I buy a lot more uh, kind of indie games or go back and I buy games that I've wanted to play when they came out and they were like triple A titles but I just didn't get around to Mm -hmm. in 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 the summer but I think I don't know about anybody else but I think like the last year or so we haven't had a spell for games really they've just been coming out well and good games like all year round
1: I think you're right I think you're absolutely right
0: I think that's problematic because it doesn't give me downtime. Yeah, that's right.
1: I feel like there's always, and I think it's just recent too. But it seems like a second that I get almost done with a real big title, another one's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the because the, I play some a lot of first person shooters; those mm. are coming out all the time. Even oh. like Call of Duty's, they're coming out with a new one. You know, yeah, yeah. every Call
0: of Duty every year,
1: every year, right? And so then there's new Halos and there's new. Um, you know, even, like, Meg and and Wet and, like, all of these sort of big titles that are not as big as uh, Call of Duty are coming out. So if you want, like, an alternative one, there's always a really high-quality alternative one. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think that you don't really get much downtime. Yeah. That is all. <laughs> I got more news, though. Um, two things that I wanted to say one thing just that I thought was interesting is the former GTA director is making a game based on Iran's Islamic revolution. So I thought that sort of fit in with our, um, our uh, religion stuff that we had just talked about and representation of other cultures. Yeah. So it's called 1979 and it's a set in, I'm reading this here from, uh, Oh, I see this game politics. Yeah. Yeah. I put it up on the thing. Uh, it will be set in an open world where protagon- tr- protagonists can make moral choices that affect what's going on around him, of course, him. Yeah. Okay, I'm done reading that.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So that sounds kind of interesting. Uh, but more exciting is that, um, os I don't know how people in the industry call it, OSCON, OSCON, um, they finally, after lots of people getting sexually harassed and assaulted made a code of conduct for their conference so that's that's an O'Reilly conference so that's sort of a big uh, that's a big step for people who want, really want code of conducts at uh, open source conferences so hooray yeah. just uh, you know kind of took till 2010 to get a n- anti-sexual harassment policy put in place at your conference but whatever wow. at least it happened oh my god what's yeah. wrong with me Definitely, I I do. I've I've post freeland brain, (laughs) so I'm anyway. I'm super excited about that. I've been following. If you guys follow the blog, you know I follow that uh, that that whole situation very closely, and I'm sort of enraged about it most of the time. So I'm I'm quite happy with that.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is all for me.
1: Very cool not forever just on the news segment. Mm, okay. new segment
0: um oh there's also the big you know the the huge price drop in the oh the 3DS
1: mm, i didn't know about that
0: yeah they oh. they're dropping the price of the 3DS um to uh 169.99 i want to say from $2. wow yeah um and uh they said um, the way that they were going to appeal the adopters um, was that we're going to get twenty free um, downloadable games.
1: That's smart.
0: Um, ten Game Boy Advance games and ten I think either SNES games. I can't remember which one it was right now. Um, but the ten J games. Are going to be games that never get released to anybody else. Well, does that
1: make you feel appeased?
0: No. <laughs> oh. Really? I like that. No, it's actually. Um, what, but what really pisses me off is that, of course, people are now figuring <laughs> out ways to game them. Certain stores, like you know, warehouse stores, like I think Sam's Club and some other places, have it already dries. Um, mm. And what it was is that you have to you have to own it and log into the download store before like I think August 11th um, in order to qualify for the 20 free games and they That's weren't today. supposed to and they weren't dropped the price until the 16th but some stores dropped the prices early and then people were like if you buy them then just make sure you buy it at some place that has a price like a, a priority and then you take them back um, as soon as the price mm. drops and get yeah. your 80 bucks back so they're still going to get 20 free games and they are still paying 80 bucks left for the game. And, well, you know, that's okay. Cause, you know, that's yeah, the, come on that's now. The, that's the point for being an early adopter, right? Um, you take that risk. <clears throat> so, it,
1: it is kind of, it's kind of crappy, but I do like that they're acknowledging that what they're doing is really shitty. So they're going to give you some free stuff for it. <laughs> kind of like a PS3. Like the fact that I couldn't use my PS3 for a month was not, Mm-hmm. Eased by the fact that they gave me a couple of free games, but I appreciated it.
0: Gave me free games that I already had.
1: Yeah, I didn't have the they games, luckily. Good but
0: games, the the free oh. games that they were offering, I had them all already.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. Oh,
0: hmm. No, I just I like, can't win. Um... <laughs> you do
1: get kind of screwed
0: <laughs> all over the place.
1: Uh, like, like when you bought a sieve
0: if... and it work
1: and Steam. Remember when you brought sieve and then uh, right. one day one day later it went 60% off? Oh, yikes.
0: You are so mad at me. Yikes. Yikes. It was all your fault.
1: As <clears throat> and you got me you... killed by Vienna. <laughs> well, first of all, we're not going to get into this, okay? It was not all of my fault. It was at least 1% your fault. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You can't take 1%. No. You are tavern oh
0: yeah you just figured that out <laughs>
1: uh-huh. bum, bum, bum. uh huh. Yeah. indie game of the week yeah what's
2: what's the indie game of the week you do we each get one or do, do I, I played Angry well, Birds we'll yeah, I
0: mean, I yeah I, mean, I was gonna talk about a new indie game that we played I already kind of talked about mine mine was Rune Spell was the new one they ate this week I downloaded a couple of other new ones, Oops. one on, um, well, let me just say this before, and then you can do your Indie Game of the Week. I think Indie Games get get the short shreds, BLA, uh, because yeah, you have to look for them. They're really hard to find. They're not in with the other arcade games. They're under a separate category of Indie Games, and mm-hmm. they're like three or four little pages back that you have to, like, Flip through to get to them and actually find the um, and find the indie games. But another interesting thing that I noticed that you know of of say the top ten or fifteen indie games on XBLA that ninety percent of them were either about either about zombies or were Minecraft knocks.
1: I was gonna say I'm looking at it right now because they had that special tab this week for uh top 10 indie games Mm -hmm. and i'm looking it's zombie minecraft knockoff uh zombie avatar legends i don't know what that is zombie minecraft college lacrosse something that i don't recognize like a puzzle game zombies minecraft Mm -hmm. that's pretty Mm -hmm. bad Mm -hmm. it is pretty
0: bad I have to admit that I did download the Legend of Avatars, which is kind of a, it's supposed to be like an action adventure game that you own Avatar. Um, Looks cute, but I fell asleep in front of the TV last night with the controller, and <laughs> before I got a chance to play it, because while I was waiting for it to download, I was playing Bastion, and I was like, "I'm just gonna because I'll come back to this level later and I'll be able to and I'll be able to complete it." But then the same level like 30 times because I just couldn't get it. Um, <laughs> You know how that happens. I'm stubborn, um, but I'm yeah. sitting in front of the TV. Um, I mean, no. Hand. <clears throat> well, I yes, I, I g- definitely agree. When the baby woke up saying she had to go to the bathroom.
1: Oh, what are you doing out here? I agree, though. xpla fix your shit. Get some better indie game representations. I think I like the way Steam does it. They mix them in and they have their own category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my my indie game of the week is dun, 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 Trauma. Ah. Um, so, where to start with Trauma? Okay, so it's a. It's like a point and click adventure um, mixed with a. Um, what's the, what's the, what's Heavy Rain style game, mm. like those cinematic games? Well, like,
0: that's hard, because of... that's a, that doesn't really have a genre. It's kind of a mixed genre game itself.
1: Okay, so like a, like a point-and-click adventure mixed with a kind of cinematic elements mixed with, um, with, which is like a heavy narrative mixed with a, uh, a hidden object game. <gasps> yeah, it sounds awesome so far, right? Don't hidden say. objects! So, um, the first level you have it's 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 remember like first playing mist like how you click around and you see different screens the gameplay is exactly like that so like you click on like one area and you kind of turn that way and then you kind of click a different area and you turn that way and there's like 10 or 15 polaroids that you try to find through levels Or in throughout each level, and then you get a Polaroid, and then it either like teaches you how to do something, or it um, gives you a piece of your story because you've been in an accident. You don't remember who you are,
2: of course,
1: and so it gives you like a piece of your story. The problem is, and why I don't like the the game at all, even though it's beautiful um, and really sort of engaging, is that uh, there's like maybe five or six screens like you can click to to move per level like there's not very many screens so there's only like if you're looking for 15 or but there's probably maybe like 20 but so if you're looking for 15 photographs like each screen you click on just has like a photograph sitting there on the ground and then you get 10 seconds of story but it just is there's like no depth to it i think there's not like, enough they, game in the game yeah there's not enough game in the game there's hardly any gaming elements you click to move your camera angle and then you click to pick up a if a Polaroid, then you click to move the camera then you click on a Polaroid.
2: Mm. And that's,
1: that's the entire gameplay. So it's like,
2: mm. you know, movies mm. make much better movies. So, well, it's like, it's like we said before. I mean, you have, again, gameplay butting up against an intriguing narrative. The narrative sounds great. It It does. But you know what? Yeah. Like you only have a little bit of
1: intro, like maybe less than a minute of, and Sam, you know, I don't usually watch those like right. so I was still watching this and I was like wait that's it like it was less than a minute of intro so you don't really get the only story uh. you get is what you get in like the trailer it's like well it was an accident help me oh this is a picture of my mom when she was pregnant with me and you're like oh okay good I'm glad I found that Polaroid I mean maybe mm. it like all comes together at the end I haven't finished it yet but
0: mm. yeah
1: I would save your seven bucks I don't know it's beautiful. It's kind of like Loom. Like, Loom sucked, but it was really pretty. So it was sort of an experience.
0: That was another game It was like seven bucks.
1: Yeah, so whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I have high standards because I liked uh, Tiny Bang Story so much. Um,
2: so this was interesting,
1: but not, not totally there.
2: Well, that is interesting because uh, I was looking at it, and as you said, on Steam, and I thought, well, if I was going to pick one, that's the one I'd pick. Mm hmm. Look, look,
1: I just downloaded the Clock Ma- Clockwork Man and Edge. Those are two other indie games that uh that um can be played on Mac that I'm gonna do for next week. So we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've picked a couple of uh Steam just had good had good sales this week. So I picked a couple of things to uh to check out myself, yeah. While we were while we were talking earlier. I was filling the mm-hmm. like Steam cart. I know. <laughs> I stand that.
1: So but yeah. So the true. indie game of the week is is beautiful, interesting, but uh,
2: but lame in the gameplay.
1: Re- re- lame in the gameplay. Well, mm. game lame in will, the gameplay. <laughs> I know. It it's probably
0: like... will be until I finish it. Bastion, because that's what I was going to be like the indie game in the world for me. Oh, like Bastion is so much fun. Hmm. I've got
1: mine going on right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can like. see I have my Xbox on, kind of behind my computer, and I'm. It's like taunting me there, like, "Okay,
2: hey, <laughs> don't talk about me, play me."
1: Oh. <laughs> well, speaking of indie games, <laughs> <laughs> should we get to the issue?
2: Well, yeah, please, yeah. Please.
1: I don't want to go first. I'm talking too much of No,
2: you, you're on the list. i too much at all. Speak! That's how... Speak!
0: <laughs> That's it. How... I think the, well, the thing we wanted to talk about uh, this week more than anything, we're going to jump straight into talking about indie games, because we've been talking for a while now, um, is is just indie games in general. And one of the, and I'm going to ask Alex's question, because it was a really good one. Um And the question that she put in the show notes here it was a good one. It was like, are indie games about change? Um, And I think that's a question. And I have, I did my, it. Own, I did I have my own kind of take on that. Um, I'm going to let Alex start since it was her question. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll oh. jump up, jump in and say, that I think it's pretty interesting.
1: Good. I'm super excited to hear what you guys have to say about this. It was not a uh, rhetorical question in the, in the least. Um, So, uh, I was looking around at playing as many different um, indie games as I could stand, and so many of them were about change. In fact, almost all of them, but they're about change in a lot of different ways. Um, so I'm thinking of, like, in one particular vein, see a lot of indie game developers aren't even game developers making games about social change, um, and, the, of course, the Go-to examples: dying for Darfur, right? Um, lots of people have seen that. Also, my conservation park is a new uh, Facebook game that uh, picks up a lot of the Facebook-style game elements, and, but it's about you play and then they donate to save um, hmm. to save inv- for environmental reasons. So, excuse oh,
2: me. So, yeah. So, uh, money that you like if you buy certain things, like with Farmville or Cityville, you know, they say. They trap you kind of into the. If you you want know to what? Them. I think they're doing it through. Um, they're doing it through
1: advertisements
2: because oh, you're okay. not
1: paying for anything. Um, I okay. I, I didn't know if it was. I, like... I uh, was yeah. encountering some issues when I was trying to play it, so I actually didn't uh, play it, but I watched several videos on it. It didn't look like you spent any money.
2: Okay, I didn't know if it was like if you buy upgrades, if some of that, some of the proceeds went. You know, I'm not
1: totally sure. I'm
2: not totally okay. sure on that
1: one. Um, so but that's like the Jane McGonagall style saving the world for video games. Um, you see like even PETA, you know, are coming out with these indie games, flash games, short games, puzzle games, things like that, um, about social change. But then you also have indie games that are about change in the sense of like, um, changing sort of what mainstream games are about. And Sam and I were talking last week about it and we, Ant was one of the first ones we came up with. But, uh, a recent one that Fifth and Battery came out with is Unpleasant Horse, which, uh, I, uh. I, I actually gave it to Mike, and I'm like, hey, just play this and tell me what you think. And he's like, oh my god, I just threw a pony into a meat grinder. Ooh. <laughs> he's like, it was a river of saw blades, and I just pushed a pony into it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> so this game is, you you are an evil unpleasant horse, not evil unpleasant horse, and you try to put these white fluffy ponies into meat grinders. Um, sort of like commentary on, on uh um, the role of ponies in video games, I guess. I mean, it was mocking the sissy. What was that sissy something pony adventure? I don't oh, remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The unicorn, the unicorn game.
1: That's right. Um, so then you have it's like Loom, ponycorns,
0: ponycorns,
1: Ponycorn yeah. Adventure. That's right. Sort of like mocking that. Um, and so then you have like Loom and Tiny Bang Story and Legend of Fay, which is a new one that I'm going to be playing very soon that are like these beautiful sort of art driven games that aren't really about gameplay well some more than others um not really about gameplay um so i'm i'm sort of interested in in how the indie games are calling into, even if they're not directly but sort of implicitly calling into question other things and sort of being spaces for change but what do you guys think
2: Well, Samantha. <laughs> I mean, I, I have some thoughts, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll defer. Should we lose Sam? I don't know. Is she there?
1: Well, you might as well throw out your thoughts.
2: <laughs> I guess at this juncture. Well, I, I was, I was contemplating this. You know, this idea of indie versus, you know, the big, the big game. I think Samantha's coming back. Uh, the, the big companies, right? And how many okay. big companies are there? Is there sort of a monopoly, right? All right, I turned it off.
0: Okay. <laughs> Clearly the the mic is going south on me, and I'm not quite you sure been why. Recording on? <laughs> to hell. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to 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 give you that weird noise, and I'll try to edit that out.
1: <laughs> are we still recording or not?
0: Yeah, no, we're still recording.
1: Oh gosh, okay. <laughs>
0: That's
1: funny. Well, we could say we had a fourth person on the podcast today. They were just a demon. Yeah.
0: We had the demon in. One I'll of Alex's to... minions. I'll try to get the demon out. Um... Have... Sarah, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? Well, I mean, not necessarily.
2: I mean, I think that you have more expertise on this issue. I was just sort of contemplating the idea, of course, the indie games are going to kind of subvert uh, the the big... Corporations or the big gaming designers, because they they need to make their niche, you know, yeah. uh, audience, and and they're going to offer us spaces that the big ones aren't. I mean, was it Duke Nukem comes out of a big game, right? Uh, Grand Theft Auto comes out of a big name. Is Duke Nukem a big name? I thought it
0: was. Uh,
2: yeah, it took him like fifteen years to make it, right? Well,
0: yeah, that was like the that was like the the umpteenth one in the, the series. And I you know and yeah. I
2: I don't know. You know, you guys are much more versed in this than I, but, you know, I, I was doing indie game research. I found out Angry Birds was considered an indie game. And, you know, it's very non-gendered. You know, I thought that was kind of curious. And I don't I don't know how the other game... You games think Angry
0: Birds is non-gendered?
2: Well, I guess I haven't, maybe haven't I've gone to far enough level. But, I mean, I'm just a bird smashing into pigs so far.
0: But the birds seem very male. Oh, I didn't get
2: that necessarily.
0: And the pigs. Cause they're all, you know, in their kind of militaristic gear, and so
1: you think it's well, one of the birds lays an egg.
0: Well, that's true. Know, that's got to be a girl, and the egg's
1: a bomb, I suppose. But
2: I yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite get a gendered feel from them. But um, the red one looks male to me. I don't know, but you know, my point here is that that they kind of operating the realm of they're offering us different avenues that the big ones aren't and, and, and the big ones are kind of giving us the usual trotted out tropes and and what's interesting about the indie games is that they're giving us the space this way to kind of take on these personalities or these, these identities that, that, that are not afforded to us in these you know the constraints of the big money makers but I don't know Samantha what do you think?
0: Well, uh, what I was saying when I was talking to myself, because the, <laughs> the, the, cause the mic had gone out, <laughs> um, is that I, I think... That's just our
1: way of cutting
2: you out. I know, like you I came in and gave me my mic
0: and I was gone. <laughs> I think the, one of the interesting things is that I think indie games have the ability to be kind of vehicles for change. But I don't know that they're necessarily about change. I think that probably more I mean, specifically, and maybe even more import- importantly, um, indie games are more about freedom of speech. Mm, yeah, okay. That's um, really interesting. Because they give people the ability to get their point of view out. Um, in a way that mainstream games don't, I think that games as a whole give folks um, a way of of getting their points of view out. But when you're working, you know, with an independent studio and not working with, you know, your um, Take Twos or your Ubisofts or your um, Blase, blase. So I'm just like I'm. I'm, I'm brain dead at this point. Um, y- you have more freedom to. You have more freedom to d- to develop and design the way that you want to. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, you can you can design. You can you can critique society from a place on the fringe, basically. And and, and society is how the big games are depicting it. Right.
0: I mean, sort of. I mean, I'm simplifying. But, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I think that it's not only the way that the big games are depicting it, but also the way the small games are. I mean, because, I mean, we've we've had this conversation before that, you know, zombies are are not necessarily about science, but are more specifically, in my mind, a commentary on social situations. And it's when we come into difficult social times when people are most concerned about anarchy and what's going on in the world that zombies get really big again. So I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any small thing that we've been really big on zombie games lately and we're back to zombie games again with a passion. Yeah.
2: So you're saying indie games afford us a space where we can have a conversation. the the, the big the big design game design co- uh, companies are bound by money. Where indie games, just like in, in, independent movies, it's not always so much about budget because they have a small budget to start with. Any money they make is pretty much profit. So, right. Yeah.
0: And 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 they don't have to answer to kind of the powers that be because most indie games are developed by small teams of folks, if not one person.
2: Well, you know, and I, and this is interesting to me. Uh, it, it is. So when we talk about indie games, okay, and we already know that there are these giant in established institutions, corporations, buildings that house these designers, but an indie designer, I mean, is it someone just like with their laptop late at night or, you know who who qualifies as an indie indie designer you know what i mean like can i be an indie designer if i design a game well, correct me if i'm wrong but i think a lot of times it's a uh like small
1: um subdivision of a bigger company right it is okay.
0: sometimes
1: or sponsored by i think uh, uh like uh, like fifth and battery right that's a smaller section of maybe a smaller section of an of Pop indie Cap, developer right? i don't know if popcap is yeah
0: well i mean it's not it's i mean it can, it can be it can be any of those things it can be mm-hmm. you know one person it can be five people who are working together it can be ten people um it can be it can be like Fifth and Battery where they're a smaller kind of subdivision of a of a larger company um but they're de- they're they're developing and producing their own usually producing their own games. Um, or trying to get a production company, even sometimes, I think, um, or distribution. Um, because Bastion is considered an indie game and they were distributed by Warner Brothers.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. Well, but that's the developers a, were indie. Yeah. That's fascinating because Warner Brothers is nothing to sneeze at. Well, you no, know, I was game, under yeah. the
1: impression that a lot of the smaller um, indie developers are helped out in some way by the bigger companies. Right, like I think it's in their interest to support indie gamers,
0: right? Because that's sort of where the innovation usually comes from. I think that I think it's true where that's where the innovation comes from, but I don't know that they necessarily do it as a as a rule.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe just the, some of the games that well we, um, they are exposed to um, yeah are connected in some way. What's well, there?
2: No, I, well, I don't I don't mean to interrupt, but I was going to say yeah, maybe that's where innovation comes from, but profit comes from there tried and true, you know. I mean, like they wouldn't make well, not media. not
1: Angry Birds. <laughs> was
2: gonna well, say, and well, that's that exactly a triumph, right? I mean, and that it kind of it subverts these guys with their with their crap. I mean, like you've said that they're peddling here. I mean, even Ellie Noir is grossly sexist, you know. And they try to set it in a different historic time period, so we're like, oh, well, that's okay because that was the time period. But you know, I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's nice to see a game that steps outside of that and offers us a different view, and also makes a profit.
1: You How know? many games did uh, Razzio make before uh, before uh,
0: Angry Birds, Sam? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask me that number, and I totally spaced <laughs> it. Um, was it like forty something? I want to say there was like they made like fifty games before they made Angry before they made Angry Birds and hit it big. Theoretically, they
1: could have put out a lot of crap, also.
0: Oh yeah right and they probably did yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know i'm not trying to insult them but i just mean like you make you make 49 games and none of them hit it big or are any good you know or whatever so i don't think it's necessarily that indie games are like always better
2: <laughs> you know what i mean oh like, yeah it's
0: a crap like, like they don't have
2: the moral high ground is that what you mean
0: yeah, sort of. Or like even if they don't, if they have the moral high ground, but they don't have the gameplay elements. They're no good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many knockoffs of Angry Birds have we seen since Angry Birds hit it?
2: I saw one that was called like Chickens and Dust or something today, and I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> you know,
0: Chickens and Bomb. I don't and know. And there's it. It was like there's bacon. Tiny Wings, which is basically another physics based bird game. Um. And that's a, a, a knockoff in its own way. But even like even
1: games that have nothing to do with um, birds or like exploding animals, mm-hmm. like there still seems to me like a ton of knockoffs. Like Cut the Ropes is one that I played on my phone a lot. Seems like almost any of the games that get up, you know, to the top ten or top twenty, um, you know, most popular free games have like a basic same structure.
2: Oh right, uh, as Angry Birds, right? Well, yeah. One I saw one was called "Kill All the Rabbits," mm. right? And it was on the same. I mean, it was promising the free. You know, you could play it online, and yeah, kill all the rabbits. Yeah, so I don't know what it is about animals. I guess because they're safer than social issues. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh,
1: but I think that there's there's a lot of. Uh, Knockoffs, Sam, Sam. You're right. I think there's been a lot of knockoffs.
0: I mean, not not just Angry Birds, but I mean the knockoffs that we see of of you know any of the other kind of indie games that that you know get kind of popular. I mean, you just see the same thing again and again. And it's like, oh, for the love of God, really? Do you think you just you know you might want to <laughs> you you know, might you might want to come up with something different? Do you think somebody is really going to buy yet another you know? A dining Minecraft dash, or...
1: Yeah, <laughs> another cooking mama. There's like fifty of those.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the like the fruit ninja games are. All those ninja games, I mean, mm-hmm. and they made it bigger. Just knockoffs of cooking mama. Well,
2: I mean, let's not kid ourselves, though. I mean, that what that one chick who wrote the ninety nine cent vampire you know, serials. I mean, she's made a million dollars. She's got a book deal. She's got a movie deal. You know, you've got a million vampire knockoffs. Who is this? Uh, it, it was just, it's like this kid. She's like 21, and she wrote these, this vampire thing. She put it on a, a website that offers it for 99 cents, and it was serialized. I can't think what the name of it is right now. But anyway, she got like a million dollar, two million dollar book deal, and a movie deal, okay? Cool. So we've got like a zillion vampire knockoffs. So in gaming, we see the same thing. Yeah, you know, if mm-hmm. it makes money on on one side, you know, somebody's going to try to replicate because oh well, you know, you had your fill of that. So, and, and 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 I've even heard Angry Birds called the Pac-Man of this generation. And and you could see you could make a very solid comparison between Angry Birds and Pac-Man. It's it's gender neutral. You know, y- yeah, there's the destructive aspect which I don't games seem to thrive on, but um you know, it's a sort of, like, benign.
1: Oh, I don't know. Did you see those cut scenes on
2: Mrs. Pac-Man? Those things get pretty teeny. I don't know. I felt really bad <laughs> for those pigs. I mean, every time I was, like, lasting the pigs and they would not die all the way and they had a little black eye and their little tongue, I was like, I feel bad about this. Hey, did you see in the uh, new Angry
1: Birds trailer, though? Um, or not in the new trailer, but in one of the uh, the new levels, they had the uh, pigs stealing the eggs away from the birds. Okay, they like well, those made them pigs, super evil and no, they were yeah. like sneaking in.
2: Exactly. And those eggs. those pigs need to die. But those ones that are just like stuck in these like glass, wooden <laughs> fortresses, it's not <laughs> their fault. You know, I mean Says I don't know. you <laughs> I just I just was like and I, I I was anticipating our podcast and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me that I feel bad for these little green pig heads? When I don't kill them all the way, you know, like, that is kind of strange. I, I did. I interrogated myself. I'm like, "What the hell? I don't know." Just anyway, kill them all the way and get it over with. I know, but I I just couldn't. Sam, I could. What? I, I, I I had I had remorse. I have remorse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have none.
2: I well, whatever. Know. You know, I did hear that about you? you know. <laughs>
1: Steam is, like, recommending me games that you can only play on PC. I want to slap it because I'm like, oh, my God, 1,200 puzzles How do you for a play? Dollar.
2: Okay, I'm going to ask you this because I'm going to, you know, be the role of this the listener that doesn't have an, an idea. So if I'm going to play a Steam game, uh, I can only play it on my, pe- on my computer, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. What else would you play it on? Well, I didn't know if there was... Uh, listen, it's the year 2011, Alex. <laughs> and, I, and I was wondering, fair, fair uh, Alex. Uh, but fair I was enough. wondering, like, is there a... If there was some sort of, like, weird, you know, heebie music, you know, magical way that I could put on a platform, but there's not...
0: Well, they were talking about doing a connection between Steam and PlayStation, weren't they? Before the... Uh, well, that would be perfect. Before the... Yeah, I don't know that's happening. Big, uh, now they...
1: Is doing um, uh, downloadable, playable online games. I bet you something happens soon where they stream the
0: two together. Oh yeah,
2: what do you think? Well, I mean, Xbox already will give me like, well, everybody knows it. That, you know, games that I should try to play or whatever. But um, if I could play s- Steam games on my Xbox, I mean, I would certainly prefer that could never leave the house. Well, no, I mean, I have like a seventeen-inch laptop, but I have a giant tv you know like i wonder if that's
1: really terrifying for people who've been like die hard against consoles and only like only gamers play on the pc you know there's there's a lot of people out there who think that console gaming is like lazy gaming and stupid people gaming and things like that right Mm -hmm. and that like that like the i think actually uh matt barton interviewed um, what is his name? He is the last like five Matt chats uh, have been interviewing a game developer who says basically the same thing. Like, its games are on the console are made for like you to be able to easily progress to the next level, and they're not challenging like like more retro games and more PC games are well, actually not. challenging. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh,
2: well, you know what? But I, I will offer this up. I I'm an Atari. Gamer. Okay, that's that's where it came from. Atari 2600. So, I probably have a console bias. You know what I mean? So, I would rather play on a console than my computer. It feels unnatural on my Well, that's fine. That's personal
1: preference. I don't think that it's reasonable to make the argument that one set of gamers are like Lazier gamers, so the games are easier, or they're not as challenging. Well,
2: I, you just... know, no, I would never make that kind of claim, but I, I would probably say PC gamers are are nerdier than console.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's <laughs> kind <couldn't> even <laughs> say that.
2: Okay, I was throwing it out there.
1: No, you're wrong about that. But okay, I, I'll I'll own it. But I think there is a lot of. Um, I don't remember how this came up, but a lot of stereotypes and a lot of sort of no, looking down your nose at people who play one thing or the other depending on what you play. Well, yeah. I think I think it arose. If you play Call of Duty, you think PC gamers are nerds. Well,
2: right. <laughs> you've got to retain your you know masculinity, but I or whatever. But I, I I do I think this arose because if you have indie versus big companies, I mean, of course, right. it'll come down to PC or not, right? Because a lot of the
0: indie games can't be played on consoles.
2: Or am I wrong?
0: Well, there are, like I said, like we said, there are indie games on Xbox Live Arcade. They're hard to find, but they're there. Um... I think this kind of gets at one of the questions
1: that I posted on our show notes, which is Is it easier for indie developers to make sort of point and click puzzle games for the PC than to try and compete with like the photorealistic first person shooters or big name games um, that go more towards the console? That's
2: a great because well, I mean, awesome. think
1: about the resources that it takes to make something like LA Noir. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just unfathomable. Well, it a, depends, on what, developer you, could it do depends
0: on what you call a big name game. I mean, because
1: yeah.
0: Torchlight. Is a great game. It's a Diablo clone, and yeah. that's on. You can play that both on your PC and on Xbox. A Bastion too. Bastion. Um. So you've got you've got bigger games that are indie games and available for both that are not point and click adventure games. But are, that's very true. There's there's like Limbo. Um, there's braid, so there's platformers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's adventure games. There's shooters. There's all kinds of stuff that's out there that you can play on both. So it's not just the point and click adventure games. I think mm-hmm. that when you're talking about playing them on consoles, if they're not big name games that are going to be packaged like, that are going to be packaged on, on Blu-ray disc or or the DVDs, then what you're going to run into, especially with Xbox Live arcade, and that's like the big problem now that's going to be with Torchlight 2, that was in the news, is that Torchlight 2 might not ever hit Xbox Live Arcade because of the size requirements. Sure. Right? I mean, and sure, that's that where, you follow, where you run into most of your most of your, your well, most of your indie games and such because digital distribution is cheapest and the easiest way for them to distribute them, especially, especially if you're talking about Xbox Live Arcade, where you yeah. submit your game and they say, okay, we'll put it up. Um is they've gotta they've gotta be made a specific size so that folks can actually download the games um and I think for a while, but I think that they, there was at least one game that went over is that the the rule was the game had to be small enough that it would fit on um the xbox memory card mm mm-hmm. mhm-. So that people could carry it with them and they wouldn't have to have a hard drive, because you know the, the quote unquote arcade systems don't have a hard drive, or didn't, right. right? The the new ones that have come out with the with the newest version of the 360, there's like four there's like four gigs of flash memory in it,
1: right? Um, which isn't gonna get you a torchlight,
0: which which well can get you it can get you a torchlight, but it might it's not gonna get you a torchlight, but nothing else, right?
1: It's right. not gonna get you
0: it's not gonna get you La Noire, right?
1: Right. Mm.
0: So that's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. No, I think yeah, I think you uh, you're right on to something there,
2: Sarah. No, I I would 100 percent agree. I think she's right. As as well, Sam, you I'm, shut I'm us I'm up. Good. This is first I know. Yeah, I, we're yes, also so. we speechless. Ha!
0: ha. ha. you, you Take win. that! You win. You win. Sam wins
1: the episode.
0: <laughs> I win. All right. <laughs> so, any wrap up on any games this week?
1: I'm gonna keep playing them. I love them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep playing my games too. I I I know Samantha's reservations about um, Red Dead Redemption, but I, I'm just really stuck on my Western. I can't stop. I
1: don't think she said you need to stop playing it let's do it we can do it critically i mm-hmm. think that's fair
2: uh, yeah no i you mean know. i, I kind of have this drive to finish it and i, I you know but uh
0: yeah i know I, I don't think that you have to i don't think that you have to not play it i just said i can't
2: um understandably
0: so you know yeah and i and i'm gonna keep playing indie games why because i love them and they're a great kind of quick distraction and I can play them as long as especially now that now that Steam's on um is on my Mac and I can mm-hmm. play more games on my Mac. I'll I'll be drawn to more and more indie games and the the interesting thing is that I find that the more indie games that I play on my on my computer, the more indie games I'm starting to seek out on my console.
2: Mm.
1: I, th- I' feel
0: the same way. I think
1: uh I've spent a lot I've never looked up indie games on my console before, and I've been spending a lot of time and I went and bought a new 40 400 for whatever thousand point cards so <sighs> like
2: well, games. I know that we're at the end we're at the end kind of our of our podcast, but I, I can't help but being kind of intrigued what What has pushed you guys to the margins? You both have said you're you're both seeking out these indie games more so than ever, and, and and if you, I mean, I get, I don't know if we can answer that quickly, but I mean, what has pushed you to this to these ends? Is there is there something that that we I just should... played a couple of good ones,
0: and that's exactly okay. what I was going to okay. say.
2: Good ones, good ones is is vague in terms of narrative or gameplay or both. Or I
1: just I played a couple that I really enjoyed more so than I'd enjoyed big name games in a long time. Um, right. So now I'm like. And it's kind of like crack, you know, you get that first high. And so like you want, then you always want more and none of them live up to it.
2: That's well, sort of like. So, but not, I mean, to, just to push you towards an even more specific answer, because because it was a genre you liked or because it was a gameplay you liked? or well, because oh, a, Well, how do we know why we liked anything? Well,
0: no, you know,
2: I, I, I would accept that. I was just kind of curious. As, well, Sarah, I don't
0: think... Well, let me try to answer that. I, it, it's okay. not genre because the games come in, in a variety right. of genres. Okay. Um, and it's not necessarily platform because they come on a, a number of different platforms. Right. Mm-hmm. I think for me... You know, I've I've been drawn to yeah. I was originally drawn to indie games, or drawn back into indie games this time because yeah, I did play one or two really good ones, and I was like, hey, why aren't why aren't I playing these games? Yeah, right. Yeah. They're there. They're interesting. They're fun. Some of the games are absolutely stunning. Um, the music They're is cheap. the the music is great. So it's not like they have they feel the need to use kind of you know it's not like I gotta listen to Eminem and Rihanna. Right. right. Um, you know, on my soundtrack. It's not that I don't like Eminem and Rihanna. Well, I don't like Eminem, but not that I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> but they're offering you stuff you've never heard. They're it's offering something you, new. Yeah, they're fresh. offering me new stuff. Right. And then but it's also the the ability. And I and that goes back to, you know, why indie games? The question of, of, of the question of, are indie games about change? It goes back to the question of innovation because some of these games have the ability to innovate in the ways that AAA titles don't,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: And we do get sure. some innovative AAA titles. Don't get me wrong. We've had Heavy Rain. We had, to a certain extent, L.A. Noir, right? That are that have been some of the most innovative games that have come out lately.
1: Even, like, the first GTA was sort of like a bomb, the right? first,
0: The first huge <laughs> open world game, right? So mm-hmm. those kinds of games... That um, either do really well, and then there are GTAs that just become, here's GTA in mm. Miami, here's right, GTA right. in New York, here's right. GTA in right. L.A. But it's the same game over and over again with, the, with new racial stereotypes every Different time. Different skins, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But, or you have games like Heavy Rain that are really innovative. Um, And because they're not kind of the status quo, they don't do well. So the likelihood of seeing it again is slim to none. Mm -hmm. So with indie games, because they don't have those huge budgets and they're not losing a gazillion dollars because they don't sell five million copies in the first 24 hours. You are more likely to get those games again done well by the same by the same design house. Okay, Does that make sense?
2: hmm mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah that's yeah.
1: just being my rant <laughs> oh yeah well, we didn't have any rants this week
2: well yeah i mean like well if it makes money they're they're gonna do it you know I mean, yeah
1: yeah you gotta play it safe when you're uh putting that much money into a game i suppose
2: uh yeah i mean island of war they're gonna do something that they know it's gonna make it because it, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of technology. There's a lot riding on that, you know. But uh,
0: well, I think L.A. I think uh, I think pretty pretty much in terms of financially, L.A. Noir did pretty did pretty well, but I don't think it did as well as they expected it to. Oh really? Yeah,
1: I think you're right. Really? Yeah, it didn't it didn't blow up as much as they.
0: It wasn't another oh, okay. Red Dead. It under oh it underperformed from Red Dead even. Well, Red Dead. Broke all kinds of records. Bre- record- Red Dead broke like like every game sales record known to man.
2: Well, and that's a topic, I suppose, in and of itself, is to why. You know, I mean, that's that's something to, you know, why. You well, know, well, it's
0: just like rap music. The more violent and gratuitous it is, the more it sells. I mean, that's I always think it's true.
2: Case. I mean, no, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, but I, mean, I think there's also something to interrogate about an
0: audience. No, oh, it's charity. true. Statistically, it's true. I mean, that's that's been yeah. the truth in the music, and I think it's I think it holds true in the games as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should yeah,
0: I mean,
1: get like a, a list of like the top selling games at different times and sort of.
2: I think stuff. that would be fascinating. Yeah. I mean, no, no, and I certainly won't. I'm not going to dispute Samantha, but I mean, I was going. I was going to just further add. I mean, I think I think there's there's a lot to be kind of unpacked as to why maybe red. Redemption did so well at this point, you know, like, which is fascinating to me because we also have this sort of like, or we did in the 90s, that kind of like throwback to Jane Austen. I mean, I mean, there's so much that you could talk about as to what in the hell is going on with our pop culture, but, um, yeah, no. I mean, well, it, I, I don't
0: know that there's. I don't know that. The, and and I mean, I I think definitely there's something there to be interrogated. But at first glance, I would say there's nothing there because it's not like there was a huge resurgence in the Western, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. It, this is just this was a kind of an anomaly. It's well, just it's another. Uh, but shooter. movies,
2: yeah, no, movies certainly have done that. I mean, we had the the remake of, you know, uh, True Grit. We've had, you know, we've we have seen the tickling. Towards, but
0: that uh, was that was post Red Dead. Red Dead has been out for a while. No, I I, True
2: thought, Grit and- I thought True Grit, the remake of True Grit, was yeah, post yeah, absolutely post. Meaning, I think they saw the success of that game, and Hollywood tried to capitalize. And that's why I think it was also we see is happening with Cowboys and Aliens. They see the success of that game, and they're trying to get some money back. I mean, I think we see a tension between Hollywood and game designers. Frankly, we're we're Hollywood saying,
0: Hey no. Cowboys and Aliens I see as being totally something totally different. Cowboys okay. and Aliens to me i mean if you if you start to think about um, if you start to think about what cowboys and aliens mean as separate symbols well, well sure um, yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not the same as you know the the rugged frontier and the lone gun going out to co- to conquer the rugged frontier here you're talking about you know here you're talking about the cowboy who is the the symbol of kind of of the american frontier the all-american guy who is conquering the alien i mean no, there's absolutely. no other way to put that
2: no, right. there's not. No, no, and I'll absolutely grant you that. And, and I think, you know, given the climate, the political climate, whatever, I mean, I've, I think you could make that that jump. And and I and I saw the movie. And even though they have the cowboys you know, working in conjunction with Native Americans, there's that idea that we have to keep the other out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think you could, you could definitely make that leap to you know, uh, illegal aliens it becomes of, a question of, of
0: nationalism yeah no i absolutely nationalism exactly yeah. it's yeah. it's not a question of i mean it, I mean it's a, it's the, the same reason and and i tell this story all the time i won't tell the story but it's the same reason i hate texas right is because you know <laughs> 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 is, sounds pretty good it, it is, doesn't it hate is. Texas. The same reason okay. i hate texas cuz i always run into some asshole in texas who you know who says oh you know don't you just hate those mexicans right Mm -hmm. it's like because you know and and before mexicans were an issue they would have said the same thing about me being african-american right Mm -hmm. right but so so it's become interestingly enough we we have this move toward post-racialism in terms of in terms of specific minorities in the united states that gets cloaked it gets cloaked in the in the in the veil of nationalism, right? It's yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, so you might be black, but we're together because we're both Americans, and they're not,
2: right? Yeah, right. Well, it, it, well, there's the fear too because we've been told for how I mean, I, I, we're over time, but you know, we've been told for how long Hispanics are going to overtake whites. Hispanics are going to overtake whites. And, you know, so whites are all edgy because uh oh, Hispanics might be the majority population. You know, what I mean, so I, I think that's also why it's like keep these people out, keep these, you know, what I mean, like who the fuck cares? You know, what I mean, like this is America. We're supposed to be open borders. You know, I mean, I, but whatever. But no, I mean, I, I do think that it it is a it is definitely a nationalistic fear. It is also a racist fear, and it's ridiculous. And yeah, learn Spanish and get over it. You know, what I mean. That's about all I can say. You know,
1: <laughs> I just liked the uh, climax of that discussion. <laughs> Sorry, that was pretty funny.
0: All right, there's definitely more. Do you stuff that in like the next it. episode.
1: Should we go over like top games and uh, pick pick out why? They might
2: be popular? Do we have an issue for next time? Uh, well, I think that is a very good in- that it's very good, but uh, 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 of all time? Like, could we, we talk? I don't know, we I could just pick just popular ones, ones yeah, that broke records in their year. Okay, yeah. I- I'd oh, like I to like. do a uh,
1: I'd like to do a Metroid, I'd like to do a uh, uh, Tomb Raider.
0: Well, that's no, what nice we are, we are we doing current, or are we doing of all time? Oh, no, she's doing
1: of all time. She just well, said. I'm thinking, like, in 1997 what broke the record? In you know before the '90s, what was the highest selling game? So, you know, just things like that. What's okay. that game? I'm gonna it pick it games I'm interested in. Can I say that? <laughs> that's probably what I'm gonna do. That,
0: that, that's clear. That that's what you're doing. You know that, right? <laughs> Everybody loves that game with the Pac-Man.
2: No, fuck. I can't say. Of... I can't say even say fuck right. Fuck. Um, fuck. With, with the fuck. With, with the. the doc. With the what is it called? Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. Oh, what yeah. is Tetris's enduring appeal? We have to think not, back to the original with. Tetris, right? Yeah, well, it, well, it, it, people still. I mean, I asked my students this this spring. I said, "What's your favorite game?" Many of them said Tetris, and I'm like, "What? That's old school." So I'm fascinated by Tetris. Well, that what? can be maybe your uh, your thing. You can do some research on. I I certainly will because I am fascinated by what the hell these kids are thinking. Didn't you ever like
0: Tetris? I played it's the okay. original Tetris on a on an old Mac back way back in the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> back when they still had the uh, Kremlin. Was it the Kremlin that was behind it? I don't remember
2: Kremlin.
0: Yeah, the original Tetris. That's why I said you got to go way back.
2: I guess I do
0: yeah you can't just you can have to
1: maybe there's some nostalgia for that Sam like for <laughs> people with their green screen playing right. the only game available
2: exactly it's <laughs> the only game available hmm. did you guys see my link on Facebook about the if games were real no oh you guys have to check it out because there's mm-hmm. like little Donkey Kong guy is trying to like push off like piles of poop and stuff I it's that 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 sounds weird, but unless you saw the link, um, it, it, there's like uh God. What's that game where they battle? Mortal Kombat, you know, and people are like dying like within five minutes. Anyway, it's mm. nothing to do with anything. Sorry. We will check that out. Yes, thank you.
0: All right, so uh, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. We're going to talk next time about games where they are, what they mean um, culturally um, and what they say about uh, where we are and in, in we are. Um, what is, is someone
1: it? moving furniture? What, what is, is going that? on?
0: Good god, I didn't stand a uh,
2: sit up, but I didn't think you guys would hear that. Jesus
1: right. criminy I am
2: very apologetic
1: Put For your god. lemonade down
0: No, <laughs> well, seriously dude, I just like sat up is all it was Sounds like she stood up and fell down no, no, I don't, I don't. It, like set something
2: down and then it fell over. and then I it fell will not do like that again. <laughs> it was the <laughs> most benign movement ever. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So what we have left, um, especially now that we know what we're talking about next time, are deals for broke ass gamers. Um, Alex, Lane, you want to start with what we got?
1: Here's what we got. The number one thing I'm excited about, and you will be excited too if you are someone like me who throws <laughs> things at the wall when they play video games, there are Xbox 360 headsets on sale, 56% off for 8 bucks and 74 cents. <laughs> I have six broken pair at my house currently, so I will be buying more. Active 2 on the... If you like to buy fitness games and not work out, this is a good one because it's only twenty bucks, fifty percent off. Uh, Madden <laughs> Eleven is on sale on the three sixty for fifteen bucks. That's fifty percent off of it is its current price. Epic Mickey thirty percent off. Don't buy it. it Save your money. I, yeah. Save your money. Madden uh, twenty twelve. I think this is a great deal if you're a Madden player or a, a uh, sports video game player like some of our. Friends, uh, Madam, twenty twelve. You get a twenty dollar credit when you pre-order it on Amazon. I think that's a good deal. Those are all Amazon deals, by the way. Uh, Steam. I'm excited about this. Frozen Synapse fifty percent off. Sam, are we going to buy this?
0: I think it's might
1: an indie have game. Mm. Uh, Matahari is fifty percent off. Fifty percent off Terraria, which uh, I haven't played, but plenty of people that I'm friends with play.
0: So and it, it looks, looks really cool, but I think it's PC only.
1: I think it's PC only. Yeah, so mm. that's too bad. Ten percent off Deus Ex and fifty five percent off Calypso titles, which includes Tropico, which I really want to play. Um, but I the the deals they're fifty five percent off, which is a great deal, but you have to like buy these packs of twenty of their other games and then you have to so you have to end up spending like a hundred bucks. Um you get yeah. like a million games for it, it's a really good deal, but you have to buy a lot, so I won't be doing that. But uh, it's a good deal if you got some got some money burning a hole in your pocket. Or not.
0: I mean, but Steam also has some really good sales on some other stuff right now that are not kind of big ticket games. A lot of the indie games. I mean, because I put a couple of things in my cart right now, right. you know, up front, like Dungeons of Dreadmore. Right now, it's like four ninety nine. Um, yeah, like a lot of
1: the uh, five dollar ones too are like sixty percent off right now, so they're yeah. like a buck something. I can't um, do math. The Broken right Sword
0: also. games I think are like a dollar something a piece. They have the three pack for all three games for three thirty nine. Um, so there's tons of stuff that's out there that that's on Steam this week that is dirt cheap. Um, if you want to get um, some some indie games, you like, get several
1: games for ten bucks. Yeah, awesome. No, yeah. good Absolutely. deal. Absolutely,
0: and you can pre-order Bastion for the PC. It's coming out, I think, August 16th for fifteen yes, bucks, fourteen ninety
2: nine. I am on that. Like, Dawn white on rice. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> we I are going to have her. to hit her.
1: <laughs> All right, we're doing an in-person episode next time so that we can hit you every time you make a joke like that. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: I had to get it in. I had to
1: get it in. Enjoy it now before Smalls attacks you in the middle of the night. I, well, don't
2: even go he was, he
0: was the one that left that knife outside her door. That's what I'm
2: saying. I, I had a steak knife on my patio
0: <laughs> door when I woke up one morning, and I know it was that dog.
1: Why does he have two different colored eyes?
2: <laughs> he's, he's into future. the future. Oh. Okay. We need Samantha's special voice. Hey Says underlap. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, now I'm gonna have to go in and really try to fix that. <laughs> oh, All word. right. So uh on behalf of um, Sarah White, Alex Layton, and myself. <laughs> thank you for joining us for the 15th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast. If you have questions or comments or uh, just kind of want to chat with us, please free, feel free to email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. Um, leave us a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash nymgamer. Um or even uh add us on twitter uh and leave us a message on twitter at n y m gamer <laughs> um definitely um uh, feel free there's to there's a theme here huh there's a theme there <laughs> there's a theme there definitely yeah. <laughs> um add us talk to us, let us know what you're thinking um <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time when we're going to talk about um, games and kind of cultural criticism. I suppose would be the case. Yes. Yeah. Right. Good. Um, and like I said, on behalf of me and my co-hosts, um, I'd like to say good night.
2: Good night. Good night.